This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everybody, it's Lon Seib, and it's time once again for your weekly wrap-up. I thought I would do a channel update today, kind of intertwined with some of the drama that's been going on with Twitter And I've been meaning to talk to you all about some new things I'm doing within my blogosphere, uh, but also some things that you might want to think about in decentralizing yourself from some of these platforms. Not leaving them, but having your stuff somewhere where you can keep it forever, especially if you suddenly find yourself with a suspended account on one of these major centralized services. We're going to dive into this topic right now, so let's get to it. Now, this past spring, I started a project to begin reeling in the content that I was creating and consuming. And if you go to lon.tv slash my content, you can see the other two videos in this series. The first was about how I started using RSS on the consumption side, basically building out my own dashboard that I log into every morning where I can see news and information from sources that I want to hear from without any algorithms or any kind of censorship or anything else going on. I basically see what uh, my RSS reader picks up from websites all over the place, and it's a really nice experience, and I would definitely suggest you check out that video for getting some tips on doing the same in your digital world. And on the creation side, I set up a blog at blog.lon.tv. This is hosted at a small shared hosting service that I'm using, and it's working pretty well here. I got off of Media Temple, who I was with earlier, and I went to something smaller and more affordable. But what I like about having my blog now is that I can write up little posts like this that don't warrant an entire video. I can put all my links here so people know where to find me on different services. I have my little biographical page here too. And what's nice is that this is mine and nobody can take it away from me because I've got backups that I can move anywhere if my host suddenly shuts down or whatever. And I have full control over this, which was partly why I wanted to set it up in the first place, just in case the Armageddon happens, I've got my stuff safely secured. And of course, I also back up all my YouTube videos locally too. And I'm looking at some other solutions for uh, YouTube self-hosting, which we'll get to in a little bit. And the Armageddon kind of almost happened over the weekend, at least for Twitter users. They came out of nowhere with this new policy that would have prevented users from linking to Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, Truth Social, Tribal Post, and Noster, which I hadn't heard of before. And if you posted a tweet with a link to one of these services, it could get you kicked off Twitter completely. And a bunch of people got booted off Twitter on Sunday as a result of this policy, including some people who were booted before the policy was even announced. They actually enforced it uh, proactively, if you will. And even though they've reversed the policy, you still can't post a link to content on a Mastodon instance. So here's an example. I've got my Mastodon account here linked with a little test tweet here. When I go to tweet it out, I get a warning here saying that this has been identified as potentially harmful. It's not harmful, it's just a competing platform, but they are cracking down on the things that you can and can't do on Twitter. And although other social media apps do the same thing, it does 
make me a bit concerned that something I posted from four or five years ago might be declared illegal on the platform and get me booted off. And I have some experience with this because when I was at the NASA launch of Artemis 1 a few weeks ago, when I posted a video of the launch, somehow the Twitter robots thought I was posting pornography and I got booted off the platform for 24 hours. Even though I won an appeal, the appeal came back uh, after the suspension had ended. So it was kind of scary to have all my content basically inaccessible to me. And so what I ended up doing was downloading everything so that I could have an archive. And Twitter lets you do this through their settings. And it gave me about a 1.6 gigabyte file. And what was really neat about it is that when you download the archive and unzip it into a folder, you get something that is a lot nicer than just a blob of data. I've actually got this searchable archive of my entire Twitter history. So if I type in my uh, last dog's name here, Sophie, you can see it pulls up uh, some photo that I took back in 2014 and posted about. I can search for Husky and see my current dog here too. So you've got some really neat stuff here that you can do not only to protect your data, but also have a very quick way of searching your history. And of course, these files are accessible in your file system too, so you can get those uh, image files and videos uh, just in your Windows Explorer or Mac Finder to browse separately. But a really nice way, I think, to get yourself protected. And what's cool about how this works is that this is all just JavaScript. So you could actually self-host your Twitter archive on your own website and have it work similar to how it's working here. And I gotta give kudos to Twitter that despite all the drama going on right now, they do have probably the best way to take yourself off of their platform yet preserve everything you've ever done there. But it's not just a policy change that can impact you. Governments can decide to do things as well. So we saw what happened in Russia after the Ukraine invasion. Russia banned Facebook and Instagram and a number of other social media platforms, and they're always threatening to get rid of YouTube also. You also have some things happening here in the U.S. where lawmakers have been focused on TikTok for a while, including two that are currently proposing to ban the platform completely in the United States. And if you have all your eggs in TikTok's basket, if TikTok goes away one day, what happens to all that content? It's gone and you lose all of that work. So what do you do? You adopt the philosophies and principles of the indie web movement. And this is a very simple set of philosophies. Basically, the content that you make is yours. And when you post something on the web, it should belong to you. And the best way to ensure that it belongs to you is to put it in a place that you have direct control over. And additionally, we have so many great standards now on the modern web to interconnect things from that thing you own to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok that you can get the best of both worlds these days. Have something that you have direct control and ownership over, yet still be able to syndicate out and ensure that your reach is the same through these centralized platforms. And if one of those platforms ever goes away, it's not the end of the world because you can go someplace else or get people to come to where you are. And that's kind of what I've adopted here with my blog. So when I post on my blog, the post goes out to all of these services. It's not perfect yet, I still have to tweak some things, but when I make a blog post now, my Facebook page at lon.tv Facebook gets the entire post and a link back to my blog. 
It's also going out to LinkedIn. LinkedIn does have some limitations as to how much text you can send out to them, but for the most part, my short posts are reaching my LinkedIn audience. Additionally, it is tooting on Mastodon and tweeting on Twitter, and then it's also helping me generate my weekly and morning emails that I send out, which you can subscribe to, by the way, at lon.tv slash email for the weekly one or lon.tv slash digest for the daily one. And the connective tissue here is RSS, or really simple syndication. And we covered that in the video you'll find in the playlist about how I am using RSS as a consumer, but also as a creator, because this is how you can get your content out to other places. And RSS has been around now for the better part of 20 years at this point, and it's built into just about everything, including Mastodon and WordPress and all the other tools that I use. And again, check out that video on RSS. I think you're gonna find it interesting. Now, I do have one new thing to announce this week, which is my link blog. And I've been using this now for a couple of months. And what I've been doing is finding links that interest me, and I post them here on the link blog. And this is at links.lon.tv. And what happens here, just like my regular blog, is that when I find an interesting link, it goes up here first, but there's an RSS feed, and that RSS feed pushes that link out to Twitter, to Facebook, to LinkedIn, and all the other places that I post to. And what's been fun about this is that these links have been great conversation starters, and it's been really helpful for me as a content creator to see how you react to different links to give me ideas about what I should talk about next. And that's what has been so fun about this little experiment. It's actually taken off more than I thought it would, and you'll also find these links in my email newsletters, and I've been seeing a lot of engagement with links there as well. And then, because I'm using RSS, I can take the links from links.lon.tv and also have a page on my blog that just auto-generates as these links get posted. So every time you go to this page, it's gonna give you the most current version of what's on the link blog. So you get a feel for how you can put something in one place and then syndicate it out everywhere else. And this has been a really fun little experiment here. Now the software I'm using for the link blog is called Sharely, S-H-A-A-R-L-I. It is free and open source. It runs on most hosting platforms, including my cheap uh, shared provider that I'm using here. And although it's not that pretty, you can customize the interface. I haven't gotten around to doing that just yet. And it also has a really cool feature called Daily here, where it'll produce a daily digest of all of the links that you have created. And of course, you have the RSS feed here that will connect everything to other places too. Now, all of this stuff under my direct control is mine. And if the server I am on ever goes kaput, it's no big deal to take all of the stuff that I've got and just move it somewhere else. In fact, I did this when Media Temple, who was my prior host, completely imploded. They're now getting absorbed into GoDaddy. And I was able to take everything that I had on there and within the course of maybe a half an hour, got it moved over to my new server and you didn't even know I moved. It just is that quick and simple. And what I'm finding now on most of these hosting providers is that they've got some cool tools for installing a lot of this self-hosted software. So for example, uh, my host, which is called Nixie Host, has this little thing called Softaculous 
that has a bunch of open source software that you can install onto your server and start operating with just a single click. You don't even have to go and download it yourself any longer. And of course, WordPress and many of these popular open source applications will keep themselves up to date. You should, of course, exercise very good security practices, have strong passwords, use two-factor authentication wherever possible. But it's a lot easier now, I think, to self-host something as opposed to how hard it was to do in the past. And if you were thinking about just having some protection for the things that you do, it's probably worth checking out. And you can even go over to WordPress.com and set up a free blog there, poke around with it a little bit, and then export your data from that WordPress blog and set up your own and just import it and you are self-hosted just like that. I'm also looking into ways that I can do the same with my video content. This is a harder challenge because of the bandwidth requirements, but what I'm looking at is something called PeerTube, and a lot of you have been asking me to check this out, so I've been starting my process of installing this and hosting it myself somewhere. The problem with video, as I mentioned in one of my prior videos, is that the file sizes and the amount of data that those videos required for transmission uh, really drive the cost up significantly. It's one thing to host a WordPress blog with text and photos. It's another thing to send out 4K video. But this PeerTube platform looks really good if you are feeling adventurous. So uh, this is the homepage here where you can check it out in more detail and download it and get it installed. And there's a number of examples that they have here. This is one that I thought was kind of interesting called TIL Vids. And if you go here, it's like a little mini YouTube. And there's some people that I recognize here, including Veronica Explains, who does some great Linux content here. And I was surprised just how quickly it all pops up here. They're, they probably have it hosted on a pretty decent connection on a decent server, but it looks and feels a lot like YouTube, but this is something that you can self-host somewhere. And of course, now it's <laughs> starting to lag here as we're talking about it. Now, like Mastodon, PeerTube is a federated network. So you plant your flag down on a server, but you can also get access to videos on other servers that your server wants to communicate with. And so there's a lot of potential here from a reach standpoint. But again, the distribution costs, I think, are definitely prohibitive. But I am going to try to get my own PeerTube instance spun up, maybe just locally on my network to play with it. And at some point, if I can figure out a way to make the cost work, I might uh, connect up to the rest of their federated universe and just have a presence somewhere that's under my direct control. But it looks really cool. You got commenting and subscriptions and all the things that you might see on YouTube, but built into an open source platform that you can host yourself. And it will even do video transcoding so you have different size resolutions to offer your viewers. Now, one of the things that's been encouraging to me that I think might drive more of this decentralization experimentation is the fact that the broadband market is finally starting to focus on upload speed. So for example, we did a review of Frontier's fiber optic service here in Connecticut. They are offering symmetrical connections up to two gigabits for pretty reasonable prices. And the speed so far is pretty close to what is being advertised. And if you wanted to run a little server, you could probably get away with it at this point because you've got a lot of upstream bandwidth now to play with on one of these connections. 
We're starting to see now Comcast responding by developing multi-gigabit symmetrical connections over coax with their DOCSIS 4.0 technology that they're working on. So the industry is moving in a place where I think more decentralization might be in our future, or at least the option to do it if you wanted to. And if you're looking for some things to play with for little projects that you may want to try out, head over to this link, lon.tv slash self-host. That's going to take you to this GitHub page called Awesome Self-Hosted. And what you're going to find there are hundreds of software packages, most of them open source, all of them free, that you can install on your server and start doing things that you would normally have to pay for. They even got stuff like video conferencing, and not just one option, but multiple options. So if you're somebody that likes to just pick up these little computing projects to play with over the weekend or something, you're going to have a ton of fun just digging through this and rolling your own everything. And this is something that I've been spending some time on, getting some ideas for things that I might want to self-host here around the house. And we're not quite at a point where there's a revolution going on here or something, but I do think the combination of all of these great projects, all of the standards that interconnect those projects, and an increase in upstream bandwidth throughout the world is going to start, I think, pushing some people to go their own way. And if you find yourself on a platform that kicks you off, you can reach out to your viewers and say, hey, find me over here. I'm in this Fediverse, and we're never going away from there. One other thing to check out if you are interested in hosting something at your home or office is this video that one of our viewers pointed me to. I want to thank Red Techie for his tip on this one. Network Chuck did a video, it's only about 10 minutes long, about a new tunneling service that Cloudflare is using that allows you to host web services from your home or office, make them internet accessible, but not require any kind of reverse proxying or even opening up ports on your router. It looks really cool. You still have to, of course, secure everything properly, but if you are reluctant to start hosting all this stuff on your home network, this might give you some idea as to how you might be able to do it in a way that is a lot safer, perhaps, than some other means of opening up a computer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. On your network to the world. Now this week's wrap-up is being brought to you by all of you, and I've got some super chatters and super thankers to thank. I think Yum Yum Raisin and John Depani both gave via super thanks this week, which is a way that you can leave a tip on any of my videos. We also have some new supporters to thank. I think I missed them in my prior video, so I just want to make sure I caught them. Uh, Richard Wariner contributed via Patreon, and Jessen Lee joined via the YouTube membership program. 
I want to thank everyone who contributed this week and everyone who's been contributing on an ongoing basis and all of you who watch on a regular basis too because all of those things equal channel growth. And if you want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution to the channel. We also support the YouTube membership program and Floatplane along with Patreon. We have other channels that you can find me on, all centralized at the moment with the exception of the podcast feed. The podcast is mostly audio versions of this show when I do them. And another place you can find me is my Amazon page where you can watch a lot of my reviews ad-free. If you want to engage with the channel, we've got those email lists I was talking about before, but we also have the Facebook group, the Discord, and the Telegram if you want to interact with me and other viewers on the channel. And we're going to be doing another WhatNot sale, likely after Christmas. Uh, what I do on WhatNot is I collect a lot of the things that I bought for review here on the channel, and I'm ready to part with them. And what we do is do a little auction on WhatNot, and we also do some cost of shipping giveaways where the things that come in free of charge to the channel I give away essentially for the cost of shipping. And if you want to learn more about when those auctions and giveaways are coming up, you can subscribe to my store alert email, which is separate from my other emails at lon.tv slash store alert. And you won't get any other email from me other than when we're about to do something on whatnot. And of course, you can follow me on whatnot as well. It's pretty good about pushing notifications. We're also going to do a video game sale after the new year as well, a mix of retro and modern games. So stay tuned for that as well. And that is going to do it for this week's weekly wrap-up. I've got another wrap-up in me, I think. I'll try to get to it before the end of the year. I did want to focus a little bit on aircraft tracking because there was some controversy on Twitter about that, but that's old news at this point. But it's still a really interesting topic, and I wanted to share it with you because I did some research on it that I thought uh, you all might find of interest. That's going to do it for now. Until next time, this is Lon Seibin. Thanks for watching. Keep those comments coming, and I will see you very soon. We've got a lot of fun tech content to come, and I will definitely be back before Christmas and New Year's. Talk to you soon, and once again, thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters, including Gold Level supporters Brian Parker, Chris Allegretta, Hot Sauce and Video Games. Logic KGR. Tom Albrecht. And Amda Brown. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv slash support to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.